Welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. Here we will deepen your understanding of human and spiritual integration so you can live the life of peace and fulfillment God has for you. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez. I hold a degree in theology and am a licensed professional clinical counselor and certified trauma therapist. Join me weekly for practical applications of the spiritual life. No part of this audio is to be used as mental health treatment or clinical advice. Please see a licensed mental health professional for personal consultation. Hi, and welcome to Wholeness and Holiness Podcast. I'm your host, Margaret Vasquez, joined today by my co-host, Father David Tuckerhoof, to continue our series on the virtues from a connective perspective. And today we're going to be talking about greed, the capital sin of greed versus the cardinal virtue of charity or generosity. Before we get into that, just as a reminder, Father David's book, Evangelizing Catholic Culture, which is a renew and reformed look at Franciscan penitential life. Great understanding of atonement in that book. That's up on Amazon, as well as my books, More Than Words, The Freedom to Thrive After Trauma and Freedom. Um, I'm sorry, Fearless. <laughs> I don't even know my own title. Fearless Abundant Life Through Infinite Love. Both of those are on Amazon as well and to contact us regarding parish healing missions and um, intensive trauma therapy and human and spiritual integration workshops, please find us on sacredhearthealingministries.com. Father David, today, greed versus charity. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is a big one because charity You know, the words in what I've been looking at, the words charity and generosity are used interchangeably. And charity just seems so much, you know, I mean, in the end, there's faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love, right? So charity, in a lot of ways, seems like this is really the central, if you will, of the virtues. So we got a big one today. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Sounds good. It does sound good. And and generosity, like we were um, talking a little bit before we started recording generosity, just really the, um, the description of that charity. So the way that we act, not just having it be the fulfillment of justice. Okay. This is injustice. This is what I need to do X, Y, or Z, but charity, right? It's really that, um, that imitation of the Lord in pouring ourselves out and emptying ourselves the way the Lord did. So, um, so charity just really, and particularly as a way of offsetting greed, right. Of combating that uprooting greed, if you will, and planting charity and the planting of charity does by nature uproot greed because it's, it's so antithetical to it, right. It's really the opposite there. You know, what comes to mind, of course, this comes to mind because I, because I love blessed John Dunn Scotus, but to me, it's that, um, it's that concept that blessed John Dunn Scotus Franciscan philosopher had, which is that even if man had never sinned, that Jesus still would have come to manifest the father's love to yeah, me. Beautiful that's, beautiful. that's such a full look at, at charity and generosity as opposed to, um, 
okay, this is what's necessary in order to redeem people, which still would have been, you know, enormously charitable and generous to, to come to redeem man. But it's that, it's that overflowing kind of dimension of love. Superlative. That's right. Right. That is as the, as the initiation and the motivation behind or initiative and motivation behind everything as to, as opposed to just responding to a circumstance, it's really the um, initiative that, that we see the Lord taking in our regards. And so it's really operating out of that, that we're called to, we're called mm -hmm. to charity and we're called to live lives of generosity. Any thoughts on that? No, just no, 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 no. you're introducing it well. You know, uh, where do we go with that then? And, and in, in some place in Scripture, and I can't remember the thing, is that Jesus is forming his disciples, and he tells them, avoid greed at all costs. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so of so he's, he's basically saying, with the gospel and with the word, the transforming power of the word, is is a generosity is really the way to bring the word of God to others and extending that in every possible way so that people really feel like they're being cared for and being given something that's very special because it comes really from the heart of Jesus and it really comes from the operation of the Holy Spirit so that when Charity is being manifested or given to others. It can only be done when generosity has infused charity, has infused is infused charity, and then then people really feel like that that they have important enough to receive the ministry of love and charity from others. So you know, as we've been doing in this series, going back and connecting the growth in the virtues and the, you know, uprooting of the vices to the idea of connection with this one. Wow. Just from what, with what you said, it just really gets at the core of exactly how utterly dependent we are on being connected to the Lord in a way where we receive those things from him, right? We receive, um, just knowing that we're valued and that we're known and that, that we're chosen and that we're protected and provided for by him and how utterly essential that is if we're going to go and act in generosity or charity towards anyone else because we're so bereft of being able to do that in a way that's um, that's that really does exactly what you just said if we're not starting from that place of overflowing and how can we get there if it's not by receiving from the Lord first or else we end up trying to give on our own steam and out of our own love and which is really kind of puny and anemic at best, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, so then I think it, it, things can end up devolving pretty quickly into, you know, loving others as as they love us instead of loving others as, as we've been loved by the Lord, you know? Yeah. And so it can quickly reduce down to, well, this person did this or they didn't do this for me. And so yeah. it can, um, can go 
shrink, shrink, shrink down into a minimalistic approach to, to relating instead of generosity, which just, if it's starting from that place of fullness to overflowing by the Lord's love, right. Then it's just, there's no, there's no limit. No, uh, overflowing with the grace of the Lord. And and people can read that. You know, it's not just an emotional thing. Mm-hmm. It's a spiritual connection. And it's a connection. And if we're, if we're really, in a sense, going to live in a culture of connection with the goal being compassion, then generosity has to be rooted in, in, in the whole experience of compassion and compassio means suffering with so when charity or generosity becomes painful or suffering or inconvenient or whatever adjective you once wants to use we back off and it becomes minimal it becomes kind of surface and people pick that up because spirit relates to spirit human spirit there's a connection in our human spirit with one another. And when they experience the grace of, uh, generously experience the grace of of, of uh, generosity, there's, a, there's a, a flowing of something that only can be called coming from the divine heart of God's love. And then compassion becomes a tremendous gift of uh, consolation as even though there may be some suffering that is along with it yeah how's that for messing things up huh yeah well i think about (laughs) you know in in human relationships so often we you know if you hear the expression right be the bigger person and i think like that's exactly what we're called to do all the time is be the bigger person, but we, we can't do it on our own steam. We have to start by being filled up first and, and then internalizing that by what you and I've talked about so often in terms of how people relate to themselves, that connection Mm -hmm. to themselves, because if we're, we're beating ourselves up and putting ourselves down, then, you know, I, I like to look at it like, you know, the Lord is like, obviously he has no limits, but it would be uh, analogous to pouring Niagara Falls into a colander, right? If we're poking holes in, in ourselves all the time by being self-critical and perfectionistic mm-hmm. and really super critical of our, you know, um, of ourselves and holding ourselves to a ridiculous standard, then if that becomes our mode of operating, that's naturally going to be the most likely thing that we're going to operate out of towards other people or else we're called to, um, we're forced into a situation where we're switching our modes of operation to being critical of myself and kind to you and critical of myself and kind to you and critical of myself. And that's, that takes a lot of energy, you know? Yeah. Uh So we, we tend, though some people can do that. Some people do do that and are very kind to other people, but their internal relationship to themselves is is really atrocious. But, but most so, often, what you see is it becomes one way of operating. Yeah. Well, that's a, that criticism of self, and so when it's intense and per- per- perfectionistic and unjustified, 
But that that be that becomes a, a, an obex, a, a real block to the flow of the grace of generosity in expressing uh, charity. It just stops it. You can't you yeah. you can't go anywhere with it because it's now focused upon me rather than uh, generosity by its very nature flows from God through me, not. I don't generate it. God that's generates right. That's it. right. Amen. Yeah, that's yeah. a great way to look at yeah. that word, right? Yeah, that's right. You know. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's wonderful. That's great. That's great. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, I love it when things like that happen. You just connected those words in my mind. And now whenever I hear generosity, I'm going to think charity generated by the Lord <laughs> instead yeah. of, right? Uh -huh. And yeah. Jesus' behavior and his training of the disciples was always that. It was always that. They they knew when he was teaching them something that they had to appreciate coming from the, the fact that he was going to be the renewal of the covenant between God and humanity, and certainly God and those who believe in his divinity. And they knew it. They knew. They, they felt it from him. They felt his ge generosity because it was so much permeated his personality that his thoughts and his words, his behaviors, even his joking and laughing with them and and having a a, a good time with brothers, you know, it all it never was separate. It just didn't become an emotional human thing. That's it great. always flowed out of the reality of the power of generosity in the person of Jesus. That's a good point. Cause I know we've talked <clears throat> a bit lately about, um, about joking, right. And, and in scripture it says, whatever you do in speech or in action, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we never depart from the call to charity, even when we're joking, right. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, right. We don't, we've somehow left the realm of the spiritual and now this is on a purely human plane. And so I can get away with joking in a way that's not charitable. No, yeah. there's no such thing. That's not, that's not what we're called to as Christians. It becomes a put down. Right. It yeah. Becomes, yeah. Offensive in some sort of way. Oh yeah. Offensive. Or, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and people feel that, you know, mm -hmm. it's not a matter of emotion. They feel it with their spiritual beingness that there's something missing and there's something lacking or empty or useless with this person trying to do or they're just doing it because they want to look good or they mm -hmm. they're doing it because uh self-interest they, they judge themselves and if they're judging themselves they're coming from negativity because they you know only the lord judges us we don't judge ourselves right. from a from a truly judgment point of view you know from a spiritual point of view in a grace-centered point of view. It's not our role to judge ourselves. We we have to be honest about the truth, but we don't judge ourselves. It's the Lord's role yeah. to judge us. It's above our pay grade, right? I've noticed that so much as a therapist that so many times what it seems like people might be beating themselves up the most about, it, it might, even though it might be... Um, not optimal behavior, but it might make the most sense given what they've gone through. Right. Whereas, yeah. um, and I noticed the same thing about myself when I was a, you know, a client before I went through trauma therapy, the things that 
I would have judged myself the most harshly about, um, after in light of trauma therapy on the other side of it, I was like, wow, now I have a far greater understanding of where those different things came from that I just, I didn't have before. And yet even, you know, like, let's be honest, like my understanding, any of us, our understanding of ourselves is a speck compared to God's understanding of us, you know? And so, um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting because I think a lot of times, most often, maybe, um, when we think of offenses against charity, we think of that in relationship to others, but we can offend against charity in relationship to ourself. As oh well, yeah. Right. Yeah. I wonder how many people, um, actually considered that when they, when they go to, when we go to confession, right. Do we think yeah. about, have I beat myself up, put myself down, been super yeah. critical, been a relentless taskmaster. Or, or just confess know. the sin of judging themselves. Right. Yeah. R- yeah. R- rightly understood. Right. That I don't have a right to do that. Yeah. You know, just because right. I did what I think I did. Uh, you know, I have, I can all admit, admit that I have been offensive and humble myself be- before the grace of the Lord. But the healing comes when, I, I I practice the humility of recognizing that my judge is looking at me with compassion right. and mercy, and he sees the weakness, but he sees that I've been created in a beautiful way, and that he's that I'm very special to the Lord, very beloved of the Lord, and sometimes even when you're not expecting it, the Lord gets into our talker. You know how we talk to ourselves all the time? And he'll say, I love you, I love you, I love you. And we know it's coming from the Lord because it's not coming from us. Yeah, usually if it's coming from us, it's, you should have done this better. People yeah. are thinking this negative thing about you or, you know, yeah. some version of put down. Yeah. Maybe. So self-generosity, uh, generosity to self is a liberating experience because it's honest and truthful and it builds up and doesn't tear down. So when we look at generosity in relation to greed, it makes sense that if we're focusing on receiving that, that love that, that is God and that is generated by God. I guess that would be the Holy Spirit, right? The love mm-hmm. that's generated between the Father and the Son. And we're receiving that and really receiving that and internalizing that, accepting that, believing it, choosing to believe it, even if it flies in the face of me picking myself to death. Um and then letting that flow through ourselves to others. Makes sense that greed there's there what room is there for greed? You know, what room is there for that? So I love it when we can choose, you know, it seems because it seems so often, um, you know, again, back to the world I live in of counseling, but it seems like the things that we tend to focus on are the things that, that tend to grow. And so if we focus on greed, I'm going to uproot greed. Now I'm walking around thinking about greed all the time, whereas it's, it's a lot more positive and life-giving and upbuilding if you think about the generosity of God and his love and how he relates to me and pours himself out for me and really receiving that and 
and of course, then seeking to be a conduit of that grace to others, then it's, um, yeah, it's like the difference in thinking about like a hose as being empty, empty, empty versus just turning on the water, you know, yeah, and letting it flow. You know, when I was in high school, I had a, I had a couple friends whose uh, fa- fathers and the family owned farms, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we're we're talking about greed here now, greed, you know. And I'd go out and I'd help out a little bit every once in a while. Rarely, you know, my my friend Gene and George. George was the one whose father had the family, and so we went. You, did you ever you ever see pigs eat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We I have mean, wild hogs back. They, they first of all they beat other each other up to get to the the slop that's being t- dumped into the thing, and then it's like you know the blah 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 blah. They're just like golfing it down like mm-hmm. it's the last thing that ever going to be. You know, you talk about greed. You know, and Jesus says avoid greed at all in all forms. Then that. That mm-hmm. uh, self-centered, self-absorbed, negative, destructive to self and others, greed, it's all about me, it's all about me, it's what I want, I need, I need, I need, and I'm first, I'm first, I'm first. That gets mm-hmm. destroyed That uh, by the grace of generosity, the, the, that attitude that comes from our sinful nature gets destroyed and set aside. And the beauty of generosity and the flow of grace and kindness is what emerges at the center and core of our being. Wow, that's really, you know, it, when you're talking about avoid and greed in, in all different areas, it, it makes me think about St. Francis of Assisi, and he would talk about um, that it was a sin against poverty to appropriate things as your own. So meaning that it, it's not just about physical matter or even time or attention or um, money. Even, it's not just about money. Right. It's more, much more. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, it can be about attention. It can be about a role. It can be about so many different, different things. So it goes back to my favorite goes back to the being and not the doing, right? It goes back to it's an attitude thing. But if I crave attention and I'm addicted to that craving, then I'm always doing stuff that's uh, 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 making people attentive to what I am, who I am and what I need and what I, I, you know, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and then you end up in, in this craving for attention, it becomes very evident and it, it leaves a sour taste in people's mouths when they realize that this person is basically just seeking themselves. There's mm-hmm. no generosity, there's no gentleness, there's no charity. It's all about themselves, even though they're performing what would normally be considered as something worthwhile. Absolutely. I think we know when we've been related to in that way. And I think even like you're saying, even when it's, um, even when we're ministered to in that way, we oh, yeah. know mm-hmm. we're, we're more of a notch in somebody's belt than that we've really been attended to in, in the way the, the Lord would right. relate to us, which obviously is a high standard to hold ourselves to. And yet that that's what we're we're called to. And I yeah. think we can even be, um, have 
we can even be related to in a way where um, the doing, the ministry is, is it like, is um, diametrically opposed to mm-hmm. the attitude that right. it's coming from. And um, yeah, I mean, it's basically hypocritical, not, not judging why somebody's doing it or where it's coming from. It can be, of course, coming from brokenness and that kind of thing. So, right. so not judging that, but it can lead people to a, uh, to the exact opposite of what the intended goal might, you know, might look like it would be to lead the person mm-hmm. closer to the Lord, but it can do the opposite. Yeah. Now think about this. There's some kind of quality about generosity that flows directly from the divine. When when I'm really being generous authentically, there's such a good spiritual feeling inside of worth. And it's it so generosity instead of losing something, it's it's designed by our, our beloved Lord to give us something while we're being giving of ourselves. So the more we're emptying out of ourselves, mm-hmm. there's something from the divine where we know with our knower, even though it isn't cognitive cognitively developed, that there's a feeling, a spiritual feeling there of of worth and goodness. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I know I've shared this before, but I I don't think we can look at these things too many times. Um, Again, you know, the human and spiritual integration, but even on a biological level, right? If you and I are walking down the street and we see somebody a block ahead of us and and they're, they abs- accidentally drop their bag or something, right? And all their stuff spills all over the place and somebody stops and helps them pick that stuff up. Oxytocin, which is a feel-good hormone that's in our bodies, the person who helps them pick the stuff up gets a release of oxytocin. The person really? who's helped gets a release of oxytocin. And even us witnessing that generous act, we get a release of oxytocin. Really? Yeah. And so then, you know, what's more likely to happen, we have that feeling. We're more likely to go out and do the same kind of thing because that's a, right. It becomes Catch kind you. of generating, self-generate, you know, yeah, like we're generosity, right? It, it, yeah it spirals off those things. Like I feel good now because I saw somebody just do some beautiful selfless thing. And so now I'm, you know, it puts us in a mode where we want to go do generous self selfless things. That's, that's, that's a beautiful, that's really beautiful. Isn't it? Isn't it? It's beautiful to think that's how the Lord's wired us even physically within God is beautiful. Yeah. God is beautiful and he shares his beauty with us in this notion mm-hmm. of generosity. And look how it affects our yep. even our human beingness yeah. naturally. Yeah. That's Physically, beautiful. emotionally, and spiritually. It's all Ooh. it's all one truth and it's yeah. all one goodness that, you know, it's yeah. life giving, even physically to to our person. It's really yeah. I I love it thing, things like that because yeah. it's um yeah. And greed greed is the opposite. Greed is a gimme, 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 and just is is actually destructive of all these beautiful things we just talked about. And it feels gross. Physically yeah. it feels it, gross, it, you know. Yeah, and it, it does something to us too inside. Yeah. Well, physically, you know, I'll tell you what it does. Physically, it when if somebody relates to us in a way that um 
where there's a sense of threat in some kind of way. Then person's trying to take something from me, mm-hmm. even if it's attention, you know, it doesn't have to be, they're trying to, to rob me or something, but they're trying to take attention or they're trying to cross my boundaries or, and so what happens is cortisol, a stress hormone is released in our body and that shuts off the production of oxytocin. Oh yeah. That feel good hormone that, and that feel good hormone actually fosters love, trust, friendship. Oh, so when people are relating in that way, it it's diametrically opposed to a stance of um, fostering goodness and love and trust and friendship. It shuts it off. Wow. Yeah. Look, that never, I never realized yeah. that. That yeah, is so amazing. Isn't that cool? It's just, oh, yeah, it really is. It, there's a, the, the, <clears throat> the Lord doesn't just command us to do these things. Then he, he wires within us a, a physical reward for doing them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And that, that generates them being done them all the more. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Uh, God is beautiful. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. 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 So there's a, there's that initial cost in terms of knowing that we have to make a sacrifice and, and we will to do it, but then as we do it, then the oxy, we get the oxytocin and the person who's being served by us gets oxytocin and, uh-huh. and then it, you know, it's um it's like it begins to turn the tide you know yeah i think that, that's that's yeah. wonderful that's that's good to know that you know yeah yeah so when we make that in a certain initial sense choice, it, uh, generosity is its own reward mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah he's wired it into our person yeah beautiful yeah well father david maybe could you lead us in a, a prayer that the lord would um in, maybe increase our Increase our charity and generosity and make it more like his. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to this morning of being able to just dwell upon the the great gift of generosity, because in a very special way, it represents who you are and what you are. And as we experience that ourselves, you've given that to us as part of our human life and relationships. And so we pray especially that we will exercise that gift of generosity and charity that expresses charity, expresses your love and our love. We ask that you would give us an abundant, a super abundant amount of that beautiful gift of generosity. And we pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining me for today's show. Please subscribe and share and check us out on wholenessandholiness.com. Follow and like us on social media. And to learn more about Sacred Heart Healing Ministries, please go to sacredhearthealingministries.com.